Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Watch This. We're not going to play the music for today's show because I think it's a little bit annoying. I think that it's annoying some of the people that are listening, and I don't want to annoy you. I want to entertain you. That is the point of a podcast. I'm a little bit upset this morning because I got some feedback on a previous show. You know, people like to give me little tips. They like to give me tips, and the tips are not like what you give to a doorman, which is money. Tips, when you get a tip on a podcast, it's basically telling you why you suck. And one person told me that they don't like the name of my show, Watch This. Since it's a podcast, they don't understand why it's called Watch This. Now, let me ask you this. who, How many of you out there who are listening to the show are watching the video format? How, how many of you are watching the show? Um, are you watching today's show? Because I'm not recording it. There's no video for today's show, so you're probably not watching it. So why do I call it Watch This? Well, it's supposed to be ironic. It's supposed to be a little bit ironic. It's supposed to sort of be kind of like, you know, watch this, but really you're supposed to listen. So that's kind of the joke. I don't know if the joke is landing. Um, I would ask Mark if he was here, but guess what? Mark's not here because he never shows up to work anymore. So surprise, surprise. Uh, it's just going to be me today in the studio, and I have a lot to cover as per usual. Now, when I say I have a lot to cover, I'm going to tell you old, stupid stories. That's um, what I mean when I say there's a lot of news today. We do have some news, though. That being said, we have a bit of an update on the Russia-Ukraine situation, um, as well as a few other things. The abortion story uh, that was leaked from the Supreme Court, well, the Chief Justice, John Roberts, he came out and he's like, yeah, that leaked story, that's true. That is true. It is. We, we are going to you know, probably repeal Roe versus Wade. That's that's true. So now it's sort of confirmed, um, and everybody's going absolutely bananas over it. Um, and, you know, f for good reason, if you um, support abortion, right? This is probably very scary for you if you live in a red state that will most likely pass pretty s severe abortion-restricting laws, and then you will no longer be able to have an abortion. Now, you will no longer be able to have an abortion if you if you don't have money. That's sort of the issue here, right? Because if you have money, financial resources, you can get on a plane and you can sort of go and get an abortion. Now, this doesn't apply if you're younger. This is an example that somebody brought up to me that I thought was interesting. If you're a younger person, even if you do have money, uh, let's say a young woman gets pregnant and normally she would be able to go to Planned Parenthood and sort of have an abortion uh, without even really her family knowing. They're, they don't actually have to advise the parents, so she'd be able to sort of do this and maybe she, she feels ashamed and doesn't want to share it with her family. Whatever her reasons are, she would be able to do this. Now with this new law, it's sort of hard to get on a plane and fly to California to get an abortion without telling your parents when you're a girl in high school. That, that isn't really uh, something that's easy to do. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later because it is big news and I do need to speak about it. First, let's give you a little bit of an update on what's going on in Ukraine. The United Nations has confirmed 3,280 civilian deaths, including at least 231 children, uh, 3,451 injured in Ukraine since Russia invaded the ex-Soviet's neighbor on February 24th. Now, these are United Nations numbers, so it's probably a lot more than this. United Nations is a big bureaucracy full of people who sit at their desks and fart into their chairs all day, um, and each of them is tasked with 
you know, writing emails and circling back and having making reports and doing all this nonsense. So they, you know, this estimate is very, very conservative on their part. 3,200 civilian deaths. I would assume it's probably a lot worse than that. Now, the the, the little bit of news that we have this morning um, is that Russia is now uh, focusing its attacks on steel plants, uh, steelworks, meaning they're trying to uh, sort of go after that because that's what they use to make military equipment. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, is that what that means? Steelworks? Uh, is that what that means? I didn't even read this article. Y- you know what? L- let me just say this about Russia, Ukraine. There's not much news on it. Okay. Y- you caught me. You caught me. There isn't any really news on Russia, Ukraine. Um, I-, I-, I just, I feel like I have to tell you about it because I have to pretend like I know what's going on. The truth is nobody knows what's going on. That's a fact. All right. That's a fact. You're going to watch news and they're going to say, this is what they're going to say on news. I can do that too. If you want me to do what news does, I can do that too. You want to hear what news does? Here's here's news. Ready? Thank you very much. And our next story, Russia ratcheting up the pressure on Ukraine. After the break, we'll hear from the Biden administration, which says it is redirecting more funds to the situation. President Vladimir Putin, who seems to be intensifying the combat, sending in more troops and turning up the heat right after the break. That's what they're going to say on news. Did you learn anything from what I just said? No, you did not. So here's the article from CNBC. Attacks on Mariupol steelworks intensify as Russia looks to end standoff. Fate of Ukraine's Donbass in the balance. Let's talk about Donbass. We hear a lot about Donbass. What is Donbass? Donbass, I actually did the research here, is the western part of Ukraine. It borders with Russia and the biggest cities in Donbass, which is the east, it's excuse me, the, the excuse me, the eastern part. I said western. The eastern part of Ukraine is the Donbass area. So think about it as if we're talking about the United States. When people say the East Coast, when people say the East Coast, they're talking about New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. When you say, "Oh, I'm from the East Coast," that's where people think you're from, right? And what are the biggest cities in the East Coast? Like I just said, New York, New Jersey. Excuse me, New Jersey is a state. New York City. Um, yeah, that's the biggest city on the East Coast, definitely. But but in Ukraine, the biggest city on the East Coast, which again, they call the Donbass region, the biggest city is Luhansk, L-U-H-A-N-S-K, and Donetsk, D-O-N-E-T-S-K, Luhansk and Donetsk. Those are the biggest cities in the eastern part of Ukraine known as the Donbass region. So if you hear them talking about these cities, that is what they're talking about. Now, a little bit to the south, also in the Donbass region, is a city called Mariupol. Mariupol. I'm sure you've heard about Mariupol. Mariupol is, a, is, is considered a big hotspot because Mariupol is actually on the, uh, on the coast of the Black Sea. So it has access to a, a port and water. Um, it's in the Sea of Azov, which is connected to the Black Sea, the Black Sea, which is connected to the Mediterranean Sea uh, through a canal in Istanbul, the Mediterranean Sea, which is connected to the um, North Atlantic Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, through a channel in Gibraltar. So I'm teaching you a little bit of... Uh, of uh, geography here, but the reason why we're hearing about Mariupol is because it does have water access, 
We all know that places with water access, real estate is worth more, right? That that oceanfront view. Now, people don't necessarily want the oceanfront view of the Azov Sea in Ukraine. That's not really why Mariupol's big, but they can get ships in there and that kind of thing. So when we say Russia is going for the Donbass region, they're going for the eastern part of Ukraine, which borders with Russia, which makes sense that they'd go after a place that actually has a border with them. And the biggest cities are Donetsk and Luhensk. Okay? Now you know about that. So when they talk about that, now you know about that. Now let's talk a little bit about the um, abortion thing. Let's go back to that. Just I had to give you an update on Ukraine. Uh, cat's out of the bag. There's no update. But I, I, um, let's go back to the abortion thing. Now there's this big article in the New York Times talking about abortion pills. That seems to be the next thing as... Um, as Roe versus Wade is going to be repealed, these states that are going to make abortion illegal, you're going to see, well, that person who can't travel for an abortion, what else can they do? Well, they can take an abortion pill. So reading from the New York Times, if the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, which they likely will, the legal culture wars over abortion that have consumed the United States for decades would increasingly be fought over a new front abortion pills. Medical abortion, a two-drug combination, can be taken at home or in any location, and it's authorized for use in the first 10 weeks of pregnancy. So 10 weeks, that's right over uh, two months, right? About two and a half months, 10 weeks of pregnancy, has become more and more prevalent and now accounts for more than half of recent abortions in the United States. If the federal guarantee of abortion rights disappears, medication abortion would likely become an even more sought-after method for terminating pregnancy. And the focus of battle between states that ban abortion and those that continue to allow it. So think about this. You could have an abortion by simply taking a pill. And this would become very big if you lived in a state where you couldn't get an abortion in person. So you can think about this as sort of a virtual abortion. It's sort of like a Zoom abortion where you can uh, receive these pills in the mail. You can take them um, and and you'll have... um, a safe abortion. Now, what worries me about this is that if you're a woman in a state that uh, where abortion is now illegal and you take these pills and you have complications because of it, you know, are you going to be able to seek medical attention? This is why this is so dangerous, guys. If you're a woman who just took the two pill thing, now you start to feel abdominal pain. Are you now going to be worried that you can't go to the hospital because you're going to face repercussions because you had an abortion with these pills? This is how dangerous it can be. Is, is a woman now going to not go to the hospital and therefore, you know, face even more severe um, sickness and illness? You know, what is going to be the penalty for women who have abortions? Are they going to go to prison? Is it going to be a fine? These are all of the questions that are going to need to come out. And and what's going to be difficult with this is now it's going to be up to the state. So you're likely going to have a different law for every single state. So maybe one state, you know, it'll be illegal to have an abortion. But if you do have it, you know, you're not going to go to prison. Whereas another state may be more conservative, maybe more red. You actually will. There will be severe consequences for it so this is the sort of thing where we don't know what's going to happen and um it is a little bit scary to see what is going to happen what are these laws that are going to pass um in each of these states obviously like i said in the previous episode if you live in a blue state you have nothing to worry about roe versus wade being overturned will not make abortion illegal it will make the decision up to the individual states and if you live in a blue state uh they will enshrine a right to abortion in that state's um, laws, right? They will pass laws allowing abortion. So this is dangerous if you live in a state that um, is more conservative, is more red.
right? And the ones that we're watching that we don't know which kind of laws they would pass would probably be the purple states, Arizona, Maine, Nevada, what's going to happen in those states. And I would likely say that they would probably uh, legalize abortion in those states as well. Um, Just because it has been the law of the land for the last 50 years, it would be sort of surprising to me that these purple states would then go ahead and pass really stringent, strict abortion laws. I just don't expect it. But then again, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And that's sort of what's scaring people right now is the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to come next. Um, If this does. Now, again, this hasn't passed yet. Right. So this leaked early. This is not law. But it could be. It could be. All right. um, What else is going on in the country? Have you guys heard of what's this guy's name? Madison Cawthorn. Have you heard of this guy? This guy is a um, he's a congressman and he's sort of like an AOC on the right. So on the left, we have the the AOC, Cori Bush, uh, Ilhan Omar. Um, what's the other woman's name? They're in the squad. Rashida Tlaib, that's her name. The squad, right? They're very active on Twitter and they sort of like to they own the right, you know what I mean? And and everybody's like, yeah, you go, girl. And they're very popular on the left. They're very snarky. They're very active on social media. Now, the right, they have their own guys who do this, too. They have their own people who do this. Now, in, in on the right, they're mostly men. Um, and one of them's name is Madison Cawthorn. Maybe you've heard of him. He's a young guy, sort of a good-looking guy. I, I'm just going to say that to sort of describe him. I'm not saying I'm attracted to him. Um, but I'm just sort of describing him just as I would say AOC is an attractive woman. You know, she's a good looking person. Uh, Madison Cawthorn, I guess, sort of falls in that category. He's also in a wheelchair. Um, if that helps you recognize who he is and and think about on the right, these guys are like Matt Gates. Remember that guy who was accused of like flying underage people to his state to have sex with them or flying them to hotels to have sex. Remember Matt Gates with sort of the crazy hair? He kind of looks like Dracula. He's kind of a scary looking guy. These are the people that are sort of popular on the right. They sort of own the libs. Um, let's read from Madison Cawthorn's Twitter page. Madison Cawthorn Twitter. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Commentary. Madison, let's see. I just want to show you sort of what he uh, what he tweets on Twitter. Um, Okay, here we go. Madison Cawthorn, the youngest GOP. Yeah, so he's in a wheelchair. We know that Uh, just got attacked by an angry mob of over 100 blocking the White House. Thank you to D.C. police for saving me. All right. Well, that's not very. What else we got here? We got anything where he's owning the libs. This is what he's known for doing. As Americans, we cannot tolerate violence, peaceful protest only. We must let Congress work and have law and order. Uh, okay, that's not necessarily owning the libs. All right, well, I, I guess I don't have any, uh, I don't have any, what does he say? Uh, rhinos are tripping themselves over to defeat me. They will lose, I will win. I'll never fold. The swamp hates me. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what he's doing. This is this guy. All right, I don't have anything where he owns the libs. Sorry. Oh, here we go. Here are my priorities. God's. God, guns, freedom, business. Those are his priorities. God, guns, freedom, business. So you're getting sort of an idea of who this man is. Now, they just leaked this video, a nude video of Madison Cawthorn. um, And now it's sort of making the rounds. They're sort of using this to attack him. Now, um, I watched the video uh, and it's him. He's naked in bed. He's naked. You can see his his penis. Um, 
And but it's blurred in the video that I watched. Um, I didn't work too hard to find the real version. But anyway, he's in bed and he's humping another man that he's with. This is what he's doing in his bed, and this video is leaked. Now he's doing it in in the sort of way that, and if you're a guy, you might understand this because you've sort of met a guy like this. There's guys that you will meet um, normally in high school. They sort of have like a lot of energy that they will call testosterone but they have a lot of energy and they're always sort of trying to show you their private parts and they're kind of always trying to slap you on the butt and they're always sort of asking you sexual questions that have a lot of detail and they sort of make you uncomfortable but they kind of play it off as ah just I'm just we're just boys you know we're just having a good time and at times they will try to hump you as a uh, they will say as a joke and really what I think it is, is these are guys who are trying to explore their sexuality, but with men, especially young men, this is not something that's really tolerated in popular culture, right? These guys are so afraid of being called gay that they sort of have to express it in this way where they kind of pretend like, oh, I'm just an athlete, like, oh, we all get naked in the locker room and slap each other on the butts. That's perfectly fine, you know, which it is if it's consensual, if you have two uh, guys in high school who want to get naked and slap each other on the butts, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. But it's not okay to do it to somebody who didn't uh, give you permission to do it and then say, oh, it's fine. We're just boys. That That is not okay. And I'm not sure it is because you're just boys. I'm, I, I, like I said, I think these are, these are men who are trying to explore their sexuality and they don't really know how to do it. Now, in this video, this is what Madison Cawthorn is doing. Apparently, it's an old video uh, back when he was a little bit younger. And he's in a hotel room and he's humping his friend who's in the bed with him. They're both in the bed. Uh, Madison Hawthorne is naked. I don't know if his friend's naked. He looks like he doesn't have a shirt on, so he might be naked. He's underneath the sheets. And Madison Cawthorne, this congressman, is humping him. Um, and, and he said, now he released a video about it. And he said, um, a new hit against me just dropped. Years ago in this video, I was being crass with a friend, just trying to be funny. We were acting foolish and joking. That's it. Well, you know, I, I, uh, Madison, I don't know, might be a little bit projection here. Um, you know, I don't know. I've never humped another man naked. You know, not that there would be anything wrong with the fact if I did. Um, I hope that this other man in the video uh, was okay with it. Um, you know, we have to have consent in these situations. But, um, yeah, you know, this sort of guy who's like really far on the right. This, I'm just saying it's a little bit interesting that he's kind of doing this. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's a little bit interesting. And I think we need to normalize men being more open about exploring their sexuality. Explore your sexuality if that's something that you want to do. Don't do it in terms of like, oh, I'm a big tough guy. Let me slap your butt and we're just being boys. No, just do it, man. Just do it. Find somebody who wants to do it with you and just do it. Get over it. It's not a big deal. We're in 2022. Explore your sexuality, right? It's not a joke. We know, Madison, this isn't a joke. You want to hump with another man naked and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So just do it. Just go and do it. Um, but what's interesting about this story is that this is not the first time that this kind of, this guy has, uh, sort of, uh, mentioned things like this, right? He had also, um, said a while back that he was invited to parties to do cocaine, uh, and orgies with fellow senators, 
right? This is actually something that he had done. So the 26-year-old recently received backlash from fellow Republicans after making a claim in a radio interview that lawmakers had invited him to do cocaine and attend orgies. He was also accused by a former congressional staffer of inappropriately denying her medical leave and firing her. Okay, so apparently a woman who worked for him got pregnant and he fired her. That's that's, that's a different story. But but the first part of this is apparently he's being invited to these Washington parties where there's cocaine and there are orgies. I should say par- I say parties, but they're orgies, right? And then you have Kevin McCarthy, who is the uh, Senate minority leader, excuse me, the House minority leader, who said in response to this, quote, he's got to turn himself around. I just told him he's lost my trust and he's going to have to earn it back. I laid everything out and that's, I laid everything I find unbecoming. He's got a lot of members upset. You can't just make statements out there. Now, this is a very interesting, you know, feedback from Kevin McCarthy. You can't just make statements out there. Talking about the fact that uh, Madison Cawthorn had admitted to being invited to orgies and doing cocaine. Kevin McCarthy didn't say, these these statements are absolutely irresponsible and untrue. The member needs to resign immediately. He didn't say that. This is completely and utterly false. The member should be ashamed of himself for, make, for making such blatant and ridiculous lies about our party. No, no, he didn't say that. He says, he's lost my trust and he's going to have to earn it back. I laid everything out I find unbecoming. He's got a lot of members upset. You can't just make statements out there. That's literally what he said. So basically, he's admitting, Kevin McCarthy's admitting, so to speak, he's not denying it. I'm not saying he's admitting it. I want to be clear here. But he's not denying the fact that um, that they're having orgies with cocaine in, in the Republican Congress. So sort of interesting, right? We think you know these people. You think you know these people, and they don't. Look, if you haven't seen the video... Um, I mean, I don't know. Go watch it. It's it's a it's a man a man humping another man who's also naked. So you know that's if you want you want to go watch that, then go watch it. It's fine. Um, nothing you know that uh, is too shocking. But um, but maybe this guy would think it was, and maybe that would be a little bit of projection on his part. All right. Um, so yeah. So that's that. That's that for the news today. Um, sort of interesting. I wanted to share that just because, you know, if there's anybody who, um, uh, maybe is, is, um, is upset by some of the comments that are coming out, just know that there are Republican people of Congress who are having orgies with cocaine. Just know that, you know, so no matter what they say, that is most likely going on, right? Um, okay, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit here. So we did the news. Now we're going to move into the education part of the show. We have news and then education, and we have a little bit of about seven minutes left here. Um, so let's play the education portion of the show. The education portion of the show is where we tell you about how to do stuff in life. So this is from TikTok. TikTok is a great way to get business advice from people who have never done business. So here is a man who's going to tell you how to uh, act at a job interview. So here we go, the man telling you how to act at a job interview. Here we go. What is your biggest weakness? I would say my greatest weakness is the fact I find it quite hard asking other people for help. I tend to try and figure things out for myself instead of asking- Okay, so, so just so you know, so the question is, and this is a question you will get in interviews if you guys have done interviews, is what is your biggest weakness? And it's sort of a trap question, right? Because they're kind of asking you to say something bad about yourself. So, 
Now, this man gives you the advice of what you should answer. The biggest weakness is that you are afraid of asking for help. You like to do things on your own. And that's sort of fine, but I would argue that it's less important what you say and more important how you say it. So let's listen to, to, what, to what he says. I would say my greatest weakness is the fact I find it quite hard asking other people for help. Okay, so just imagine, okay, so pretend, put yourself that you're in the hiring person's shoes, okay? All right, so here, I'm going to give you two scenarios, all right? Two scenarios, one of where you give his answer, like he said, and one where you give a stupid answer, but you say it in a good way. And I want you to tell me which one sounds better. Okay, ready? Hi, thank you. Welcome to the interview. So why don't, why don't you tell me, first of all, what would you say is your biggest weakness? My biggest weakness is I find it hard to work on my own. All right, so that's, the first, that's what he recommends you say, okay? Now, here's the, here's the second answer. What is your biggest weakness? Um, uh, that's a good question. My biggest weakness, um, I don't know. I don't know what my biggest weakness is. I guess I just like to, uh, you know, I pretty much get along with people and I know how to get to work. And, um, you know, uh, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy working in a company with a good company culture. That's important to me. Boom. Didn't answer the question. Didn't really say anything. Pretty much just said I was a cool guy and answered in a cool guy voice. That is what you want to do, as opposed to his answer. I would say my biggest weakness is hot, right? That, 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 you don't want to say that. So that's just my opinion. This is why we say do not listen to TikTok advice. Oh, I do have a little bit more news. We have an update on the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. So we have her who was on the stand. We had Johnny Depp on the stand the other day, and he was saying that uh, the, the guy was like, would you say that you're bigger than uh, Amber Heard? And he was like, no, I wouldn't say that, you know, basically calling her fat. And then we have her on the stand today. So let's play a little bit of her uh, on the stand uh, in the latest news out of this story. It's seemingly so stupid, so in, like insignificant. I will never forget it. It changed, it changed my life. I was sitting on the couch and we were talking, we were having a, like a normal conversation, you know, just, there was no fighting, no argument, nothing. And, um... So it's not a mystery why this story is not really getting that much media attention. It is getting media attention, but it's not really making big, big news, right? It's not making big, big news, right? Have you noticed that? The reason why it's not is because it's incredibly boring. It's incredibly boring uh, listening to this. I'm not saying it's not true uh, or that this isn't serious, but it's incredibly boring. Uh, it's hard to make content off of it. There's no good content here. And that is why I cut it off because it uh, is just not interesting. Um, what is interesting is John Taffer. Have you ever heard of John Taffer? John Taffer is a guy who does the show Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue is a show where this guy goes in, he looks at the bar, and then he says everything that's wrong with it. Um, and then he sort of uh, like yells at people and he leaves. Now, this is the type of person who has an attitude where it's kind of like a daddy issue abusive father attitude and it's the same thing as that that british guy who has the cooking show what's his name um what's the british guy who yells oh my gosh how do i not remember this guy's name gordon ramsay gordon ramsay these people have this sort of attitude and this is how they get you as a viewer just be very pay very careful attention be sure you're not falling into this trap this is how they get you as a viewer what they'll do is they will have gordon ramsay come in and yell at everyone what the hell is going on here take this He'll throw food and he'll be really mean. And then he'll find like an old woman in the restaurant who'll go up to him and be like, Hello, how was your meal today? I'm so sorry. 
oh, that's terrible. Oh my gosh, dear. What and he'll put and he'll be really nice to her. And what he's doing is he's toying with your emotions. And what you want from Gordon Ramsay is you just want him to be nice. You just want him to be nice to people. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in the beginning of these shows, they're very mean to the staff. And by the end, they're very nice. Well, I'm so proud of how far you've come. Come on, give us a hug. You know, and he's like hugging people and everything like that. And so that's what makes you stick around to these shows is because you just want to see him get nice. And this is the same with John Taffer, this guy from Bar Rescue, this loudmouth and... um, he he's just terrible, but he did this video where he talks about uh, he talked about um, draft beer. So let me just play this because I just think it's interesting. So let's listen to this. You'll consume about thirty percent more beer if you drink draft rather than bottled, because it has less gas in it. It doesn't bloat you as much. That's why if you drink beer out of a bottle, you're going to drink a lot less than if you pour it into a glass first, let some yeah. of the gases mm-hmm. dissipate, and then drink it. What about a can? Same thing. Can same a bottle, thing. same thing. Because same thing, same they're pressure, typically, yep. Okay. So big difference if you put it in a glass. You're going to drink more. Is that why you get more hungover when you're drinking keg beer because you're drinking more beer? Typically, yes. Uh, so normally this guy would be yelling at people and being incredibly rude to them, and now he's doing a, a podcast for Barstool Sports, and he's being really, really nice. And you just have to be careful with these people, folks. Let's not reward these people. Let's not reward these people who are very mean and rude and angry, and then who get nice, and then we like them because they later get nice. Right. If you have a relationship with somebody like this in your life, whether it's your boss who's incredibly rude to you, but then, you know, you'd work really, really, really hard. And then they come see you and they say something like, hey, good work on that last project. Why don't we uh, why don't I give you some of this or do, uh, anyway, they, they'd be nice to you for like two seconds. And then you're like, oh, my God, that was so fun when they were nice to me. And then you chase that feeling or you're in a relationship with somebody who is incredibly disrespectful to you who doesn't take your emotions into account who isn't good to you who doesn't treat you with respect who isn't kind to you who isn't empathetic who doesn't treat you the way that you deserve to be treated and then every once in a while they'll take you for a date night or surprise you with something and then you get this little feeling of oh this feels so good they're being so nice to me and then and then you live off of that for the next two weeks that that is that is what's called a toxic relationship we have them with our with our bosses we have them with our loved ones we have them sometimes with a family member maybe a parent a parent who's incredibly hard on you and mean to you and then gives you a little bit of love and then you hold on to that and you sort of cherish that little moment for the next two weeks or month as they're mean to you again simply chasing the next time they're going to be nice to you these are toxic relationships and you don't want to be in relationships like that it is unhealthy Try to make a little daily planner of good days that you've had with a person, right? And if you find that one day out of the month or two days out of the month or even five days out of the month is is the only time that is positive and the rest of it is negative, that is not a good relationship. Life is too short. Find good people. And this should go for you too. Are you being nice to people? Are you being kind to the people around you? That is the most important thing that you can do as a human being is to just be a kind person to yourself and to the people around you. It costs nothing. It takes nothing. I know you're struggling in your life right now, but that's not the fault of anybody around you unless it's one of those toxic people, in which case you shouldn't be mean to them in return. You should just take them out of your life, right? Don't waste time being mean to them or wasting or being having negative energy. Just remove them from your life. Don't see them anymore. It's over. Cut ties. It's finished. You're done. Move on to better things. You have better things to do in your life. Go do those things. Focus your energy on people who deserve it, people who are kind to you. And be kind to other people. You don't know what people are going through, so be nice to them. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, I love your shirt. That's so nice. Great. Have a good day. See you later. How, how, 
How hard is that? Just do that. Be a nice person. Just do it. Right? That's what's going to get people to come to your funeral and say good things about you. Not money. Not power. Just being kind and being nice. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We're going to be back uh, next Tuesday. Uh, Didn't have much news today. Didn't have much to say, but uh, that's about it. I hope that you've retained something from this episode, and I hope that something is that you're going to go and be kind to people because then they will be kind to somebody else and so on and so forth, and you never know how far that can go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you later.